Welcome to episode 20 of Sandwich Wingman. Today's episode is our second Leftovers episode, where we go back and uh, think back on the last uh, nine episodes and uh, select a sandwich that we want to try again. Um, Second half of the episode today, uh, we are going to cover um, a cognitive tool that we refer to as Plans A. We'll get more to that later. Uh, So I'm Rob Hanna. Mm -hmm. Today I am here with Ryan Morrison, as always. And Ryan, how are you today? I'm pretty good, but how are you today, Rob? I am great. I am so happy to be doing episode 20. It's a, it's a great milestone. Um, how, how happy do you think Pluto is right now? Um, well, Pluto now has its uh, time in the spotlight again. Um, it's, already, it's been demoted, right? Or it had been previously demoted to a non-planet, right? An exoplanet, maybe, perhaps? Um, yeah, uh, where, where does that stand now? I think that that hasn't changed. In fact, I think it's small enough. Uh, I was just listening to an interview with Neil deGrasse Tyson on this, and I think that uh, it, given its size, I think that was a major issue why it was not considered a planet or why it was demoted from being one of the planets. It is actually quite small, I guess, relatively. Um, so I think it still stands as a non-planet. And it's got the, it's got the non-standard orbit. Is that right? Oh, because of the one, the orbit is... Oh, right. I think that's because the, the the central point of the rotation of its orbit is actually outside of the main planet, right? Given the relative size of its moon. Is that what you mean by that? Yeah. Or, or that... Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm pretty sure... What did he say? I, I, I learned that, right? So, like, the... You know, we... we, we uh, our moon rotates around the Earth, and I believe that since the moon is so much smaller than the earth um the let's say the axis of that orbit is somewhere in the earth right like the, the the you know the figurative axis right like the actual thing right whereas if the moon and the earth had different relative sizes and the moon were slightly larger then that axis of the orbit would actually be moved outside of the circumference of the earth hmm. okay that's what you're saying aren't so, they all I don't know if, aren't yeah. they all like ellipses um, I should know that. I don't know that. But the the orbits of of, for example, like the planets around the sun, I believe, is elliptical. But is the orbit of the moon around the Earth elliptical as well? Uh, who knows? I don't know. I know this is compelling radio, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I should know. And uh, uh, I feel I don't invested. Have a background in astrophysics. I uh, I, I did. Well, I, I I took part in in uh, the year where we we made to Pluto the word of the year. Oh, I remember that. That was uh, yeah. at the linguistics convention or something. The 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 word nerd patrol yeah. or something is that what it was? <laughs> I I think it was the American Dialect Society. I think they prefer oh, going by that name, Rob. <laughs> I'm sorry, was that offensive? I realize that may be one of my first offensive things on air. <laughs> the word nerd patrol. Uh, uh. Okay, okay. Anyway. Uh, hey, I, I um, had a question come up. Um, Please. This, uh, I don't know what kind of category it falls into, but when you when you go to take an elevator... 
Okay. What finger do you use to press the button? I think I use my index finger on my right hand. That is the popular answer. Yes, so do tell. This I feel like this is a leading question. Well, I, I'm really I'm just trying to um figure out what's going on. I got this Mac now with a trackpad and I'm yep. finding the trackpad difficult to adjust to. And I my working okay. theory at this point is uh I think the my the dominant finger on my right hand is um my middle finger. I mean, I know that that's what it is. I, if it's an elevator button, I press it with my middle finger. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I think so. Like, uh, if I went to right click, why well, you got to do it with two fingers? I'm like re-involving the index finger, not involving the middle finger. Hmm. And you're finding uh, that to be awkward because you have so much practice pressing elevator buttons. Well, it's. It's not because the elevator buttons. It's because it's the, it's the cue. It's the common, you know, source. Good point. I feel. Um, I don't. Know, it's just that that finger feels more like me. It's my default well, way of interacting with the world. Yeah, you. you uh, this reminds me of Rahm Emanuel's joke about the fact when he lost his middle finger, it it, it effectively. Um, uh, what was the word? It made him effectively mute. <laughs> wow. So he lost uh, his finger? Yes, he, he, when he was a kid, I believe in a meat-cutting accident, lost his, uh, like, that. lost half of his middle finger. Yeah. How, how Chicago was that? Oh, what, you mean meat? And, and, yeah, uh, I wonder what, I wonder what, uh, and middle finger. well, yeah. and just meatpacking in general, right? That's right. I'm pretty sure. It was I wonder where his uh, where his finger ended up. Perhaps uh, uh, on on your plate at home. Hmm. Yeah, that was nice to think, right? Yeah, that was mean to somebody, not ourselves. Anyway, so yes. sandwiches. Yes, sandwiches did not get Pluto this time. <laughs> What we were running that risk there for a second. I know. So, uh, what did you do? Well, I went back to episode seventeen. Okay. I guess it's not too 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 long ago. That was our fish week, and I did fish tacos with a with like a breaded cod fillet. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I think you'll recall, I expressed some regret for putting in that that sheet of. Wasabi seaweed. That's right, the seaweed. For, for consistency reasons, because it was the only thing I had to tear. And, uh... Okay. It wasn't that great. Uh, so I redid that sandwich and did not do that. I did, uh... I added a little bit of chili powder, but basically it was, um... You know, on a wrap to be like a fake taco. I used mm-hmm. fish nuggets instead of a cod filet. Uh, the same... You know, basically dry uh, coleslaw and uh, chili powder, a little tartar sauce uh, on the fish, and uh, Mm -hmm. mandarin oranges that I cut up into small pieces. Okay, well, I... Ended up uh, working out okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. 
Well, how did it uh, how did it compare to last time? Well, so I, I got the the integrity and experience scores, you know, healed. That's what that's what it was supposed to be. But good, good. Uh, but I think uh, the loss of the seaweed did did lead me to ding uh, nutrition a little bit more, and it tasted well. I, gave, I ended up giving it an eight for for taste. Okay. But I went uh, three two eight five four five, which sounds like a the okay. uh, combination of a bicycle lock or something. It it does. Yeah. And and and, and did you unlock the potential of this sandwich, Ryan? I feel like. Maybe I was able to force it open. I got close enough. So I did okay. I mean, in the end, it actually ended up at the same score. Um, but oh, okay. Like this this is one I wouldn't. I just wouldn't do that again with the with the seaweed. I just wouldn't do it. I guess. So this this one I would do again. So you would do this one again. It had a, it had about the same overall um, kind of like for a term experience across all these different ratings, but you'd get rid of the seaweed because the seaweed just doesn't work for you. Right. Yeah. So cool. It's a, um, it's not an upgrade in score, but it's an upgrade in my heart. I like that. Well, I mean, I'm going to give you credit here for, for making a lateral move that, you know, I mean, well, since you, you've gone to a new equilibrium, yeah, I was hoping that the Mandarin the same, Orange thing would, it still, uh, it still has this, would kick it up. Something out. like that, right? Yeah. At least, you, at least you didn't do what I did, which I can get into now. Yes, please. Yeah, so what ends up happening is that I went back to episode 15, our waffle episode, waffle sandwich episode, and I redid my jambalaya waffle sandwich. So, but I wanted to make it healthier because the thing I somewhat got dinged for last time was the nutritional value of cooking everything in oil or the nutritional value coming from the fact that I cooked it all in oil uh, or the lack of it. Mm -hmm. So I had a pork and duya sauce. I think last time was chicken. This time was pork and duya um, with diced red peppers, diced zucchini, uh, tomato, uh, green onions with a little bit of a dollop of spicy salsa um, on a whole wheat waffle or two whole wheat waffles ego sized um, what end up what I'll say is this um, instead of cooking in oil I decided to grill the veggies that was the major difference here and that made all the difference for the worse yeah I actually ended up making a worse sandwich this time than the time I had before and it broke down for a lot of interesting or a lot of th- a lot of ways that I think you might find interesting, right? So, Please. Um, the it was actually harder to assemble because everything gets chopped, but this time there was some grilling involved. So you had to wait for the grill stuff. You had to like wrap it in tin foil, put it on the grill, right? So that that kind of stunk, um, and the sausage as well, right? So mm-hmm. it got dinged uh, on the ease of assembly down to a two. Uh, the nutritional value, I only got to, I only bumped up by one from a three to a four, um, and that was crazy. I thought I was going to be able to go to a five, but it still ended up not being super healthy because of the sausage. So I really didn't actually improve it that much. It actually tasted worse, um, which I went into, but I dinged myself a couple points on that down to a six. Mm-hmm. Um, it did it didn't stay together as well. 
Um, and the overall experience kind of stunk, even though it was just as interesting as it was before. So the conversation piece was that. So this was a two, four, six, four, five, three sandwich. Um, and I, I was disappointed, but maybe not that surprised that making the sandwich healthier uh, actually right. made it a worse sandwich. So uh, the overall score ended up being a 24 in the end. And I think what ends up happening is that I started to learn the value of oil and sauteing all the vegetables together and the mm. sausage, I guess, and how everything kind of got kind of a mixture of flavors. The oil kind of helped everything kind of meld into one, help things yeah. kind of stay together. I think that's, I mean, that's, um, that really cuts into something that we, I think, picked up maybe that, that, uh, the parish cafe week. That's right. Was a, that that there's a it does matter like having a consistency of of flavor and I mean having it be the same kind of bite to bite but also like a I don't know just like not having it be a mouthful of a few unrelated things. I agree. Like I making, totally agree. making a, a new a new substance which is like the sandwich filling. Correct. Instead of uh, it's an amalgamation of all the pieces. I agree, and this end up just being a whole bunch of amalgamated pieces, and even the like the zucchini and the green onions and stuff from the grill just didn't end up working out. Um, so um, it just uh, you know they got they got kind of steamed, but they end up not really adding a lot of tremendous amount of flavor. So uh, I was disappointed overall. It still ended up being kind of a sweet and spicy sandwich, but. Um, mm-hmm. it just was worse. It, it just didn't just didn't taste as good as it did the first time. So that was uh, so you this week got got at least to kind of stay lateral. I actually ended up going back and, and ruining my sandwich. Um, so jambalaya waffle sandwich, not so good when it's not cooked jambalaya oh. style. All right. Well, we're here to to, to learn new yeah. lessons. I feel like we've we've done that now. I have. I've learned a lot, and uh, I still love the taste of the waffle stuff, but it wasn't as good. Yeah. Mm. Um, waffles do make good good um, you know sandwich buns. So the so so sounds like overall you know uh, you know we we learned some lessons here as you said. Um, and maybe we should have we should have stuck with our uh, our plan A. Oh, I feel like you could just kind of undercut the point. Oh, that's a good point. We, sh- we 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 should have. Uh, uh, we actually now have developed multiple plans A. Yeah. Two two ways of making our sandwiches. That's uh, that's true. So. So I think this is this is kind of one of the things that I've that I look forward to the most about this podcast, right? Me too. And our conversations in general, we try to find these things, uh, but I'm looking forward to to trotting out a few of a few of the ones that we seem to refer to most frequently. Is that fair? Without a doubt. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is fair. Yeah. So plans A. Um, yes. It has to, yeah. Uh, 
what it has to do with is this this instinct that we seem to have to not want to have to make difficult choices mm-hmm. to um, subconsciously mail it in um, if it's you know mail mail something in if it's not really our preferred um, option yeah yeah so I plan Z is just our reminder that we have to keep fighting that instinct because it seems to be an instinct because uh, people can tell right if, if I don't know I I've, uh, I've interviewed some people it's, mm-hmm. a, it's not you know it's usually not hard to figure out whether whether um, something is the thing someone really wants to have happen or whether it's just a thing that they like they know they need to have backup options or they need to cover their bases or yeah you know there's a choice that's like good like like the right thing to do but not the thing they want to do correct awesome yeah yeah it, it, and I will tell you it actually is very helpful because I think that it it um, counterbalances off of another notion which I think is a helpful one too which is about strategizing and prioritizing Mm-hmm. Right. So like, you know, because our time is scarce, our money is scarce, we often have to make decisions about what is a priority about how we act or how we think or how we, uh, you know, move forward with something. Right. So there's this inclination to be like, OK, well, this is my top school versus a reach school. This is something that I'm going to invest more energy in because it's what I want more mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because I have scarce time. But but the fact what makes it so which makes this particular tool plans a so helpful is that it says while you can have your own implicit and you know and uh, you know uh, not said priorities, you in fact should act in ways that is as if several of these pathways, several of these decision paths, are the same, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that you don't underinvest in the backup, so that you actually effectively could undermine those as backups, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, uh, let's take the let's take what I just got it brought online, right? Like the, the difference between like you know we were told in school between like the safety school versus like the the reach schools versus like the schools you think are like a good fit for you or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just by calling them safety schools, probably means you're kind of like you could be inclined to just throw an application there. It's like okay, I'll just kind of throw it there. It will be a a safety thing. But if you kind of underinvest some enough time, underinvest time in that, you could undermine your ability to even have that as a fallback option. So, but if you approach it like I'm going to kind of divide my right. time in a way, so that's what I'm saying. So, um, but but it's weird because since time is scarce in these, uh, uh, in, in many of these scenarios, right? You actually could undermine. Uh, you risk not putting enough energy also into your top priority choice. But I think we have found that the Plan A approach is the kind of like the if not the safer one, at least the one that actually is probably the, the more, um, like the, prudent? the optimal one. Yeah. Like more prudent. Right. No, so I liked your word better. Like for example, <laughs> right. Well, well, but, but I think, but I think that your example also of the job interview is another example of this, right. Which is like, um, you go into a job interview and you're like, okay. Um, or you're an interviewer and you interview someone and you're like, yeah, this person just doesn't seem like this is like, the top of their mind or this is something they spend a lot of time prepping for. You kind of know that. 
right. and get and you get a little bit of a sense. Yeah. Um, so in some sense, you you take come away with the inferior like, well, this person doesn't really want this anyway. Why should I invest in them? Or you know, yeah, I can tell I, I mean, this isn't just, their job, right? So yeah, I think um, I think the main maybe the main point is really this simple is if you've decided that it's worth it to pursue a second or third option or whatever it is if it's worth it to do a backup right actually do it like act like like you need to follow through and make sure that other people are not picking up on the fact that it's not your top choice Exactly. Which is is the matter of, uh, I mean, maybe it's just an effort level. And I, I appreciate what you're saying. Like, it's, there, there's there's virtue to having, always having more than one plan. Um, right. And, you know, you risk not, not putting everything into your, into your top plan. But I, I think, I think in large part, it's, it's not really like a zero sum thing. I think, um part of it is just attitude like maybe there's a time investment like putting in the work doing the research or whatever and into your right the, the thing that you've uh zeroed in on as your backup that's but part right. of, i think part of it really is just just attitude like we we sabotage ourselves i think um just by like a body language whatever just acting like something is not our first choice right i don't know we're 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 complicated enough that we can i mean it's like you got to believe it if you if while you're covering that base uh, the thing that you know maybe ordinarily you'd think of as a plan b but we're saying think of it as as an additional plan a Live it in the moment when you're while you're covering that base. Believe that it's a plan A. So, what do you think about this part of it? I mean, that that we just don't like having to make these tough decisions. So maybe it's a close call, and and there's one that you really want. Maybe you don't even realize that that's the one that you want. You know, the whole thing with the the flipping the coin. Just yes. to see how you feel after the fact, like oh well, I guess it was the other one that I really wanted. Right. Um, I think a lot of times we don't perform that exercise. We don't know what the what the one is, and yet we still kind of sabotage Plan B. Just calling yeah. it Plan B, just just thinking about it as Plan B, probably leads us to sabotage it to some extent. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, and I, and I want to get a little to the to the complicated thing, which I, I had not thought of much when we've used this before, because I have found it to be such a useful approach mm-hmm. to many of these kind of uh, to several types of processes, like applications or uh, yeah, applications is a big one. Um, so, but th- there's something complicated there, which is like um, uh, it'll, it'll come back to me, but. There's something there. So, but the the other example that came to my mind when we were talking about this that uh, that I think we thought would be interesting to kind of bring up here is uh, something I learned in my you know in my work life um, about um, 
post-secondary education in this country, in the U.S. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, how this kind of movement that, that, for lack of a better term, was called like college for all. And kind of this, this um, uh, both kind of the priority being like everybody should get to college and we should like try to invest in systems that are the types of places that they'll land, right? Like the traditional four-year college, as it were, even though that, that even that notion is kind of a, a very highly biased one and kind of elitist in, in, in some sense. Um, because, in fact, it, we've never really had an opportunity where more than like half of our young adults were ever going to be in those institutions anyway. So it wasn't even like the most – wasn't even like the majority thing. Mm. Um, so – but the, the notion is kind of that – <clears throat> we've underinvested in other post-secondary options like two-year community colleges as a nation because we've been so focused on this one kind of ideal notion of the four-year college, right? Mm-hmm. So the the sense is that um, – and I was just looking back at this report that was called Pathways to Prosperity we worked on at Harvard. And there was a quote that was like, we fail these young people who aren't going to these four-year colleges – not because we are indifferent, but because we have focused too exclusively on a few narrow pathways to success. Um, because I look back at the stats here, and I was surprised that um, of t- of 27-year-olds, only 44 per- 40% of them had earned an associate's degree or higher. So, like, more than half of uh, people by the time they get to 27 don't even have the four-year kind of or even a two or four year type education, and we underinvest way in the other pathways. Um, right. Even though, even though we act as if college is in fact the path where everybody lands, by not focusing on the students who are not, uh, for whom college might not be the best thing for them, we in fact are undermining their uh, their early career because we have not invested as a nation in the pathways that would prepare them to um, to work more quickly. Uh, yeah. I think that's a great example with with huge consequences. Right. And to really have to be that difficult. I mean, uh, here, I mean, this this is one where it's not like just a question of attitude. Um, and maybe it's partly just, okay, let's, let's make sure we continue to think about, uh, you know, additional options. Right. Um, but also... Um, at the risk of uh, making myself look pretty terrible here, um, the the al- these alternative pathways, you know, some of the maybe their training programs, or, right? Exactly. I mean, basically, it's every other thing. So the a bunch of possibilities. I'm sure they tend to yep. be a lot cheaper than college. Is that fair to say? I think that is fair to say, except that. I'm not sure whether or not as a proportion of your income or something, it always works out that way. Like I'm not sure where the economics of it ends up that way because some of the more elite four-year colleges, you could actually get scholarship in a way you might not be able to get other places. But but I agree. I think that's generally the case. That I think well, that the overall cost might be yeah. I don't mean for the for the for the student or the oh person. I mean yes. like for for the people administering this this priority this program. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I think maybe it'd just be. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you can decide something's more important, but it, it, if uh, you get more bang for your buck, another, I don't know. Just saying. No, I agree, and I think that's why. Um, 
there has been more discussion of um, how to make these other pathways um, even even stronger. So whether or not, like you know, I agree that maybe the economics works out for it for many, and um, it might just be that that we we could make them even higher quality options. You know, um, right? And without yeah. too much of an investment of correct resources, yes. like like maybe. For some things, there's one simple training program that really doesn't take that long. Right, right, and it, right, and right. you go you go from being underqualified to being highly qualified. Correct, correct. Those are the types of you know those are the things we should we should nail down. Yes. Correct. Um. Yeah. So, so again, this plans a thing where like even as a nation wide. Um, if we if we only like have this movement and have one plan A, and and, and you know um, you literally underinvest in, in other areas because you don't see them as a priority, mm-hmm. and then you, you you leave people who follow those pathways, um, you know, worse off. Mm. Well, um, I don't know if you have more on that. This like no. macro example thing, which I think is a good illustration. Um, but another aspect I wanted to get into of, of, of plans A is, um, the value we associate with, with delaying decisions as long as is feasible. Sure. So, I mean, generally speaking, the longer we wait, the more information we have. And mm-hmm. let's say, uh, you're... You're deciding between two very different schools as a senior in in high school. You've got sure. two two. Uh, you, know, you could get, you could go you go like a science route. You've got some like technical schools they're looking at. Right, right, right. And mm-hmm. it's a liberal arts thing that you're and you're interested in both, but you're more interested in one than the other. Um, mm-hmm. If you're seventeen, like you're. An extra six months to help make that decision seems yep. like a lot of time. There's a lot you can do. Like you can, right. how much do you actually like this technical stuff? Like you could, that's plenty of time to try some stuff out. Right. Um, and and the the value of having that like extra six months, it, it's just it's so high when compared to. A difference in attitude as to your plan B like why would you if you treat plan B like plan B from the beginning mm-hmm. then you're kind of choosing plan A already so even why, if it doesn't choose you yeah well even right I mean there's that that risk definitely as well but what if you change your mind like what if you what if you um yeah what if you f- end up flipping flipping your plans no, plan B is my plan A. I don't know. I mean, it's just... Right, um, I mean, and, and, and you as a person... Yeah. Well, all, all I was going to say was yeah. just about the I fact like maybe that... maybe I've been... Uh, yeah. Just the information part I want to talk a little about, but go ahead with your point. I just want to get at the information part. Um, yeah, just that... Uh, I, I think maybe I've, in the past, I've been too concerned with keeping as many avenues open as possible right and yet when it costs nothing to do so like just do it 
It's not don't don't uh, unintentionally limit your options by trying to keep options open, but the reverse is also true. I agree, and I and I think that that's an interesting point because what is a uh, it's a shame, let's say, that we have to make or it seems like we have to make such big decisions at seventeen, eighteen about the kind of you know the the paths at least for our early careers we want to take, right? Mm-hmm. And while you might think and truly believe that the technical engineering route, for example, is the one that you want to do, so you invest in that more, you may not have enough information even to know that you may have actually preferred the second pathway. So one reason to invest in both plans A is that you want to make sure that if you're wrong about even your passions and gut at 17 that you have the other pathway to jump back onto. Yeah. Yeah, because you maybe you because because I mean, what what information did I have about being uh, a physicist at seventeen? Right, like what information did I have about uh, making a career in the academic world at seventeen? Um, right, I probably didn't. Right, so like in some sense, one other reason to invest in both pathways is to start to at least envision yourself. Well, maybe there's a possibility later on I might want to take that other pathway. Right, and this is just to follow the train of thought, this is not dissimilar to how we approach high school in this country for all students, right? Which is that we, we try to give you a broad enough base of skills so that we as a society don't foreclose on your future options. Right. It's like, why do I make you take three years of science? I mean, part of it is that we want to make sure you have some of the skills, uh, sorry, uh, some basic levels of knowledge of, of the world, I guess. But another part of it is that we want to make sure that we as a society don't, uh, make it uh, so that the society is to blame for you not being able to go into science. That we didn't we didn't give you opportunities to kind of develop those skills, uh, you know, on 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 the U.S. dollar rather than on your own dollars, right? So um, I just put it there, and, and it's you can kind of see these these phenomena yeah. everywhere. Um, yeah, that, that that makes sense to me. I mean, the, as a society. We want people to do the things that they're best at. So, correct. Especially if it if it if it does, it's not a crippling cost. We right. want to equip people to figure out what they are best at. Correct. Correct. So. Yeah. I mean, that's just good business. Yeah. And uh but I, w- I will right. say, among all the tools, really the last we talked about... One. about. Hmm. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, just, that, like, if you weren't actually offering science, if you were just, like, playing a bunch of videos during science class... If you yes, were, yes, yes. If, um, if you got only teachers that weren't really trained, because, you know, these kids aren't going to, you know, something like that, then uh, mm-hmm. Plans A would also step in and say, like, it would say don't do that. It would say go in one direction or the other. I think, right? Just this, right. Just, you know, not that that's the right answer to go in one direction or the other. There's a plans A. That's what the tool would force you to okay. ask questions about. Yes, like a, right. Like this is right now. This is being pursued as a plan B. Why and and should and, it, should why, it why be and what not what, pursued yeah. at all? Or pursued as a plan A. Right. Yeah. 
Right, right, exactly right. It, it should it should beg a question or beg the question, right? Um, are are we is what are we losing by setting a uh, by setting priorities? Mm-hmm. Like you know, you you have these decisions. Like I feel like business is all about this, right? Where you're like, we we could work on everything in the policy world, but we decide to set priorities for the type of issues that we decide to work on, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there are trade offs, right? And often we're like, well, we should work on these things because these, you know, um, either are the ones that are like our our core competencies, so we're like we'd be strongest in them. But sometimes we don't ask the question, like, well, do we? Um, Uh, what would we lose by setting these priorities versus others? I just put that out there. That, that, that like, you know, sometimes just having the strategic priority discussion, you know, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. makes it um, seem like um, we don't have to have the other discussion, which is that what do we lose by setting these priorities? I feel like it's like hard to kind of force people. This is almost like the multiple hat stuff we can get into some other time. But like, you know, without having people thinking with those other, uh, you know, ways of thinking, um, you, you're really losing out. So mm-hmm. when we set priorities because we have to because time is scarce, money is scarce, we might lose out in the conversation, which is like, well, now that we've set this priority, it means that we can't achieve this other goal. And we should mm-hmm. be we should be comfortable with the fact that we're not going to be able to achieve that other goal. Um, it's, like, it's like flipping the coin like you started this off with, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's like, okay, we flip, you know, we, we, uh, we're not sure, but we think this is the right priority. We flip the coin and we're like, oh, you're right. Like, it would really suck if in a year we don't accomplish that second goal, like that would really disappoint me. Is that worth not achieving that goal right. to pursue this other goal? Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, you're, you pursue something without, uh, thinking it through and realizing that you can't actually use the, you know, your prize is a, is a, a above ground pool. If you win this contest, which is very hard and right. You haven't, you know, the your your town won't allow above ground pools. Correct. Well, you can't move your house. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, so maybe at, at 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 some level, this just boils down to like be deliberate as frequently as possible, which mm-hmm. which seems a lot less insightful than what I thought Plans A was, but whatever. <laughs> No, but um, I, but no, but I I think the reason why the even the the terminology of it is useful because we literally well, I use yeah it's like I'll a mantra word. it's a mantra right because you you it is so uh, culturally pervasive to think about Plan B plans B right like it's like mm-hmm. um, don't forget to have that backup option right mm-hmm. so it kind of challenges your thought process to be like no 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 don't think of it as Plan A and Plan B. Think of it as a lot of plans A. Right. Right. Um, and Just m- m- think sort of, of it that way. Right. Not even like, this is what they are. Correct. Just think of it this way, right. and maybe better things will happen. Right. To you it, it, is, it, it is a cognitive tool. It's not a, like, uh, it's not more than that. Uh, yeah. This is a good point, though. This, this, uh, the phrase may be helpful. Right. Okay. So it's um, okay. So so on some level, it's it's be deliberate. On some level, it's um, a tool to help be deliberate. Correct. 
Um, but I guess uh, you could look at uh, the point of this whole thing two ways. It's to mm-hmm. to actually have backup plans that are good. That's right. Actually have them available, which seems like a good thing. Mm-hmm. Or um, it's delaying your decision as long as possible. Yes. Which is also, also well maybe yep. a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's like, I mean, the whole thing, it really is just... I do think we sabotage ourselves. I think I think the the act of picking between two things that's important is so unpleasant that we act in a way that won't put us in that position. Right. I think that happens. I think I've seen yeah. that happen. But really it's the it is the flipping the coin thing you the answer is in there already, maybe. It's in your head somewhere. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, if, it, if, if you don't want to flip the coin yet, at least make it so that you, you can do it later, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Plans A. Plans A. I, think I, I, I will say, it's actually, I'm, I'm glad we were able to actually to take this nugget on or this cognitive tool on as well. I feel like these are things that we in our lives, you and I both have used over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, we, I found it to be very helpful. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Our, so our it, it made, it, world. it was our gift to the world. <laughs> like, you know, like, uh, just, just like, just like giving to the world our 20 episodes. <laughs> exactly like that. Overlappingly like that, yes. So, yeah. and, and we uh, have been happy to do that. So this was leftovers, um, and uh, we resume next time with a ingredient of our choice. Oh, um, let's do that right now. Yes. How do you feel about like a tomato sauce? I like it. Let's go with that. Done. Done. So, episode 20. Uh, this is Rob, here with Ryan. And uh, until next time. Signing off. Signing off.